This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. You've got companies like Uber, Airbnb, they're leaking money like no tomorrow. Even though they're losing money, they're still worth billions and billions of dollars. Because they can keep raising if they needed to. Correct. Yeah. What are you trying to achieve? Like really give that some good thought. The ultimate goal is not just profitability, right? But it's also how do we increase the valuation as high as possible? If you own 100% of the equity, mm -hmm. it's probably something you don't think about. Mm -hmm. But when you start to bring on partners and it evolves, mm -hmm. you know, can you t talk a little sure. bit about that? Sure. So first thing first, Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, mate. I um, we've always been talking quite a bit lately, um, and you're someone who I've been bouncing and soundboarding some ideas with about my own companies, and you've you've been on a unique journey yourself um, with, uh, you know, obviously starting a, an initial business, but also kind of venturing off, and and now you're in a situation where own equity in multiple companies you know quite a few um if we were to, to to kind of run through them but what i'm mostly excited about today is to talk to you about the idea of raising capital i think for people in business who haven't had successful businesses prior to this you know to the one that they've got now whether it's an idea or whether it's a business in their first two one to two to three years raising capital is just something you don't even think about you think oh i need a you know i need a i need, I need this thing to explode yeah. Um, and, and, you know, um, there's, and then it's just kind of scaling it up and that's kind of how they think about it, which, you know, is one way to do it. But what I'm excited to chat about today is how do we raise capital? And I think the first thing I would love to start with is, can you just explain equity in a business? And that sounds really simple, sure. but the idea of, you know, when I start a business, I, you know, I start a company, I own hundred percent of the equity. Yep. Can you talk a little bit about that? What is equity? Sure. And then we can we can kind of evolve from there. Sure. So first thing first, I think people get confused when it comes to equity and raising capital and so forth. So I'm very glad that you brought up this topic. I think it's important. Um, in the simplest form, when you start a company, right, you open a corporate structure, okay, which means that you as a person or an entity that you own becomes a shareholder of that entity. And what that means is you own a piece of the company, if not all the company. So let's say, for example, you start a company tomorrow and you started it solo, you might own hundred percent of the business. Okay. But let's say you started a business tomorrow or an entity or corporate structure with someone else, then you might go 50, 50, for example. And then what that would mean is that you would own 50% of the company that other person owns 50% of the company at its simplest form. Okay. Now, Obviously that comes into valuation plays and, and we can talk about that in more, in more detail, but in terms of corporate structure, it's literally an ownership of an entity, which essentially is a vehicle to allow you to run a business and do what you need to do. And then, so when we talk about equity, what are some of the benefits yep. of say equity? Um, if I own equity in a company, what benefits as an owner do I get? And again, I know this sounds really simple, but yeah. you know, if you own hundred percent of the equity, mm -hmm. it's probably something you don't think about, mm -hmm. but when you start to bring on partners and, and it evolves, mm -hmm. you know, can you t talk a little sure. bit about that? Sure. So first thing first, when you start a new entity, you, there's a few different ways to own equity. One is you can start your own company and then you start a new entity. It's worth nothing at the start. And then ultimately you build and build the price of the share and it becomes more valuable and more valuable. And that's through creating sales, creating partnerships, bringing the right people to the table, building IP, intellectual property in the business. 
Um, and so that's taking something from the ground, building it up. Another way is acquiring a business. So you might acquire a company that might be valued at $2 million and you go, I want to buy 50% of this business. You make an offer to buy that business. You pay someone for those shares of, in terms of what you think the shares are worth and you come to a negotiation, you agree and you take over that equity stake in that business. And the ultimate goal and where there's an opportunity for people to do well from an equity component is build something and then exit through like um, a capital event, right? And that's where you build something, you know, increase the share price, exit, and then walk away. Or you can build something that has a dividend payout, for example, and that, you know, you pay yourself dividends quarterly or monthly or whatever you choose as a board, et cetera, um, to be able to distribute not only, you know, capital growth, but also cash flow, right? And so I think when we talk about equity is you might start off with, and we'll talk about valuations and raising capital, but you might start off with a 50-50 ownership and then you could get diluted as you raise capital into the business because you're distributing more shares across. So um, there's essentially a certain amount of um, shares on issue. So you might have 120,000 shares on issue or 1.2 million shares on issue, whatever you agree on or whatever the accountant tells you to do. Um, and then ultimately you can issue more shares, okay? Um, or you can give away the shares that you currently have, right? Again, not financial advice, but an accountant could tell you what the best structure is. Um, and every time you raise capital, you get diluted essentially. Let's, let's run through an example, cool. I think, to give people a bit of insight. So let's say I've got a million dollar business. Mm -hmm. It's doing a million dollars in, let's just say, recurring revenue mm -hmm. every year. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've got a 50-50 partner. Mm -hmm. I own 50% of the, like, let's say, let's use me and you. I own 50% of the mm -hmm. shares. You own 50% of the shares. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about, uh, like, can we then dive into potential valuations? Mm -hmm. Sure. Right, just on scenario. Let's create a yeah. scenario out of it, and then also potential distributions, cool. and and yeah. just actually run our business that we own sure. together now sure. through that. Sure. So you've got valuation is a funny and interesting one because you've got startup valuation, which is all based on future forecasting, ninety nine percent of the time, and obviously who's involved in the business and which um, which industry it's in, how to, how it is the industry timing, so forth and so on and future forecasting on what you think you can achieve and delivering on those achievements. And then you've got paper valuation, which is a business that's been running. It's doing X amount in profit. The average industry value is two to seven X multiple. I'm happy to come in and pay two X multiple on your profit. Okay. So if we talk about startup valuation, it's all about future forecasting and what an investor is willing to pay for that value. Okay. And so, you might have, let's call it a tech play, okay? And that tech play has done a million dollars in revenue, right? Traditionally speaking, if we looked at 12 to 24 months ago, an investor or a VC fund or a high net worth family um, or a high net worth individual will come in and pay you or invest in your company based on a 10 to 15x multiple on your revenue, right? Up to 19 multiple back 24 months ago when stocks were, you know, um, or tech companies were high valuations, right? Now they pull back to probably about 6x multiple on your revenue. Now, if it's not a tech play, that's why I love tech plays in particular is because they have such a high uh, multiple. If it's not a tech play, I, I bought a 
gin and vodka distillery recently. We paid a 3x multiple on EBITDA, right? And so we bought in at that price. We came in and we're not going to um, bring capital in because we're not looking to accelerate the growth. We're just happy. We are accelerating growth through the profit that comes into the business. So you've got startup valuation, which is future forecasting, what you what an investor is willing to pay for it. And then you've got- and a bigger multiple. At a bigger multiple if it's a tech player tech majority player, yeah. of the time. But it's almost like 99% of VCs will look at tech, right? Startup valuation in terms of tech, right? Um, if you've got a product, I mean, some VCs will look at it, some not, depending on the industry, depending if it's a hot market. I mean, I own another company called Bearsop, we're in sustainability. Sustainability is interesting to VCs at the moment, so they'll look at it, right? Yeah, it's, it's a trend. Yeah, but they might not pay a 15x multiple. They might pay a 3 to 7x multiple, right? Can you just explain EBITDA too as well? Yeah, so profit after tax. So yep. it's your bottom, bottom line, basically. Okay, so obviously you've got your revenue. Let's call it a million bucks, okay? And you spend 50% of that on all expenses. You pay your tax, which might be, a, let's call it, um, you know, at the moment, the tax rate, I think is 23% for businesses and it's your bottom line of what's left. And then that's what someone will pay you basically. Yeah. So let's say your bottom line of what's left is hundred grand in the kitty. Then if I was to come and acquire your company, right. And it's a tech play, for example, I might pay you a 10 X multiple on your profits, so a million bucks, for example. Right. Um, or you might convince me that it's got a bigger opportunity for it to bring the right people, blah, blah, blah. And you might negotiate a 15 X multiple, you know, um, when you're raising cap, I, I want you to think about startups for a second, because the ultimate goal is not just profitability, right? But it's also how do we increase the valuation as high as possible, right? So I'll give you an example. Let's say, for example, um, you and I started this tech venture and tomorrow I said to you, I'm going to bring in Elon Musk, who's going to run this company, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, from a million dollar valuation, just based on who I brought to the table, it'd be mm. worth a lot more because of the credibility of that person and what they're able to de deliver. So early on in your journey, what VCs are looking for, and we'll talk about the pitch, I'm sure, but is backing you as a person, right? And who you are as an individual, because they don't have a lot of data to go off if you don't have a, an established business to be going for five years. Um, and then obviously the opportunity in that industry and what they think you can do to deliver. Right. Um, and so to your point around multiples and cap raising and all that kind of stuff, basically, um, you should focus on how do I increase the, the, the size of the pie? I'm okay to give away some of my shareholding because the size of the pie will be higher. So in an afterpay example, right? The guy started with 50% each when the business was worth nothing, right? And they walked away with 7% each when they sold the business, but they sold it for 39 billion. So they walked away with 2.5 billion. So every cap raise that they did and eventually listing on the ASX, the value of the share of that share always increased and increased and eventually you exit and that's where you make your money, mm. right? That's sort of at a high level trying to sort of break it down. Yeah. And then, so can we talk about equity and cash flow then of distributions mm -hmm. and that model? Sure. So, um, that's sort of like outside startups, let's call it. So you've got an established business. You're doing $10 million in revenue. Your profit is sitting at a million bucks. I come in and I want to buy your business 
and you haven't cap raised or anything, you've literally built the business and you own 50-50 at the moment, I pay you, let's call it a 3x multiple on your profit, which is a million bucks, uh, as in a million dollars in profit, $3 million purchase. Mm-hmm. Give you $3 million, you split 1.5, I split 1.5. Obviously, there's capital gains event in terms of tax that you have to pay on the, those funds, etc. So you've got to factor that in. And then you walk away with with that. Or you might say, actually, instead of selling the business, I think I can get it from 10 million in revenue to 20 million, but make it 30% more profitable. And then your bottom line becomes higher. And then you sell at a higher, uh, you know, higher exit price and so forth and so on. Um, what I want people to understand is, is that like what we're really talking about here fundamentally is the idea of buying and selling companies, mm-hmm. right? But then there's also another arm to that, which is like, Let's say me and you started a business yeah. together. Yeah. No one's bought in yet. Yeah. We're just 50-50. We started, like, let's say after pay, but yeah. cash flow business, yeah. right? The idea that we own 50% of the equity is that yeah. whenever we make a distribution, yeah. whatever that distribution is decided by the company, yeah. we take 50-50 in that. Or Correct. our shares get a certain distribution. Sure. We own 50% of each of those. Yeah. Um, because I think that's really important. Like, let's say you own an agency. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to, you know, that's a cash flow business. Mm-hmm. You know, a good agency will generate a good amount of profitability. Yeah. Someone might come in and like you said, they, they might offer to purchase part of that agency. Mm-hmm. And however many shares they want, what they're going to want is to make a return on their investment Absolutely. over a period of time. So yeah. like you said, let's say $10 million company yeah. making a million dollars in profit. Yeah. Someone comes in, they buy 50% of those shares. Yeah. You're going to have the company, you know, I'm sure there's structures around this, but yeah. you know, all right, if we're making a million dollars a year in profit, mm-hmm. we're going to distribute X percent yeah. or, you know, based, there's so many ways you can spin that. We don't need yeah. to go into that now, but yeah. then it's like whoever that owns the shares in that company, it, there's a distribution there yeah. based on those shares. Correct. And you might, rather than paying distributions, you might reinvest the funds into the business to increase the valuation, right? So I think it's important to take a step back and go, okay, what are we trying to achieve as a business before we get there? And so you and I might partner and we go 50-50 and we go- We want to sell this fucking thing. So this is the thing, exactly, spot on. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you, you, I mean, some people are happy to just have a cash flow business doing a million dollars profit a month and they pocket a million bucks a month and happy days. You know, some people are like, I want an exit strategy of a billion dollars in the next five years. Or some people want to IPO and offer, um, you know, their company on this, um, to retail investors, right? So everyone wants different things. I think it's important. A lot of people go into business and they're like, they don't know what that end in mind is. And I think it's important to break down the strategy, the exit strategy on going, okay, I'm happy to exit at hundred million in five years. What do we need to do to get this to a hundred million dollar valuation, right? I think that's the magic of like, you hear people, I remember like when I was 21 and I spoke to a mentor and they were like, What's your 20 year plan? What's, yeah. what's your five year plan? What's your 10 year plan? Yeah. You're like, man, I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm like drinking beers on the yeah. weekend. Like just fuck off, dude. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like I just want to make cash. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, yeah. The, yeah. but then I think like the, the older you get and, and the further into business you get, you start to realize there's like mathematics that solves yeah. all of this. Like, yeah. you know, all right, we want to sell in five years at a yeah. hundred million dollar valuation. Yeah. This is where we need to be. Yeah. You know, in 20 yeah. years time, you know, I know there's someone I know who I would consider a mentor who, yeah. you know, um, owns a really successful, you know, it's a juggernaut, it's a publicist company. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, he, he doesn't, he's just succession, 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 yeah. cash flow business to the max. Yeah. It, you know, there, there's, but it's like his whole business is about generating return yeah. from that cash flow business perspective. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's just interesting that, yeah. you know, he's, he's got 20 year plan yeah. in on a business that's been around for 20 years Yeah. or, you know, I think maybe 15 years or whatever it is been public for five, Yeah. but he's still got a 20 year plan yeah. of like, okay, this is where we want to be. This is where yeah. we need to get to. Yeah. This is what we, you know, he doesn't. Yeah. And it's interesting that I think that side of it. And I think yeah. when you start a business, yeah, and you, you haven't really been in business before. You don't think about that stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool. Like I've got an idea. Yeah, oh, going to get a product. But thinking about, do I want to be doing this for twenty years? Do yeah. I want to be doing this for ten? Yeah. Do I want to sell? Yeah. You know, do I want to exit? I yeah. think all of those things is something that you should really plan for because you can. Yeah. I mean, just as on a pure business perspective, yeah. right? You end up in a place you don't want to be. Yeah, doing absolutely. shit you don't want to do. Yeah, and and you're just stuck. Which you don't want to do. No, like, that's the last thing you want to do, right? Because then you you don't know how to revert back to why you started in the first place. So to your point around your contact who's got a publicly listed company and planning out the next five years, right? They have to legally report to shareholders, right, and publicly announce and make announcements. And so in his scenario, he has to do that, right? Mm. And he has to plan it out. When you own a privately, um, you know, owned company. Get away with it, don't you? You don't have to. Spot on. And you But know, you should. You should. I think you should. Yeah, like, it's a good yeah. exercise. And, and you know, it's hard as a small business because yeah. you're so in it. Yeah. You know, I think like that's something that that's that's really difficult where you, to get a hold on your reporting, your goal yeah. setting, you, sh you know, where you want to be. And, yeah. and But like if you can get a hold of that yeah. and you can work towards them and practice hitting those targets yeah. and doing that, it's a it's a good practice yeah. you know i know that's something yeah. that we're trying to focus on internally and it yeah. is difficult it's not yeah. easy you don't have a big team you don't have yeah. assistance and yeah. these kind of things in a startup you know you don't yeah. you shouldn't be paying for those things exactly but yeah. but you know i think it's i think it's a good exercise to try and do mm. even if it's just on an individual level yeah absolutely um i think the other element that's very important to mention is um because a lot of people don't understand you know you've got companies like uber airbnb you know, these company Netflix, right? They're leaking money like no tomorrow. So they're in a loss every month, every year, right? But they've valued it so much money. And that's because they've been able to build so much IP, such a large community of people, right? Such a large presence that is so valuable, right? And so their shares are worth so much money because they've been able to monopolize, you know? Mm. And so there's that element, even though they're losing money, they're still worth billions and billions of dollars. Because they can keep raising if they needed to. Correct. Yeah. Um, and what that and, means and is just so that you're aware of that, you can keep losing money and spend more than you are bringing in or earning yeah. to add to the valuation further because yeah. the more you add to the valuation or the more value you're creating, which is what you just said before, all yeah. those things, yeah. you can go and raise money. It's like yes. Elon, no one, no one in the world would not pay Elon yeah. for any of his businesses. Like, like he could go and raise money in the click of a finger tomorrow if Absolutely. he needed to because he's the best value creator on the planet. A hundred percent. Right? So I yeah. think like that's so far beyond yeah. the everyday person just starting a business. But yeah. I think it's, I mean, look, I think it's an interesting com conversation. Yeah. yeah. And again, it goes back to the point of, what are you trying to achieve? Like really give that some good thought. Are you looking to create something that lives beyond your lifetime? 
Are you looking to build, like, have you got an exit plan over the next three to five years to exit your business at a hundred million? If that's the case, then you have a plan of when are you cap raising? Why are you cap raising? You know, what's it for? How is that going to foresee you over the next three years to get to a hundred million in valuation based on the fact that you're raising now and how much you're raising, what you're doing and all that kind of stuff. I see too many people raising too early, too late. And if you're raising too early, you've got an issue because you can't scale fast enough. If you're raising too late, you missed the boat. You know, so I think it's very smart to try and work it out as much as you can. Obviously, there's always going to be changes, but at least having an end goal in mind to go, I know what I'm trying to achieve here. Let's work backwards and then let's do what we need to do to get there, you know? Yeah, such valuable information. Michael, we're going to continue this chat into the next episode, but I just want to say a massive thank you to you. Thanks to everyone who listened into that. Um, we're going to put some information about Michael and his stuff um, in the bio. And and so you can definitely reach out. He's a a smart guy, knows what he's doing. Um, But I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you're enjoying these learn series, um, we're going to keep bringing them to you because we just fundamentally, honestly, we just want to eradicate the need for a course. That's what we're trying to do with the podcast, just free information, helping, you know, early stage business owners. So if you're enjoying it, hit the the subscribe button, the follow button, leave us a review, share it with your friends, all that stuff just helps us continue to do it. So hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next time.